I'm not pulling out of my driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for another Drive to Work Coronavirus Edition. Okay, so today I'm going to talk all about the time-shifted sheets from Time Spiral Block. Uh, in a nod to uh, we have a Time Spiral Remastered coming up. And so I'm going to talk all about how the time-shifted sheets came to be. Um, and I'll walk through that. We actually did three of them. We did one for Time Spiral, we did one for Planner Chaos, and we did one for Future Sight. So I'm going to talk about all three of them today. Um, okay. So when we first – so real quickly, uh, a, sum, a summation of uh, Time Spiral. So what happened in Time Spiral was – we wanted to reset planeswalkers. They were a little bit too powerful. They were like gods. We wanted to do something to shake things up and have a, a big event that would allow us to sort of um, reset how planeswalkers function, make them a little more, a little less godlike, a little more human. Um, as part of doing that, uh, I had looked at mechanics that I had had, um, and uh, suspend was one of them, uh, and. Uh, we, I also ended up using um, – we ended up using uh, Flash. Uh, Flash got keyworded for the first time, split second. We, we realized there was a neat time theme that went on uh, and that there was a temporal disaster was the idea that was resetting everything. Um, but when I realized that um, the, I had started as head designer uh, in the middle of Champions of Kamigawa, but Ravnica was the first block that I really got a – plan the whole block. Uh, so Times Pro was the second block, and I was very, very big. One of the things I did when I took over was I wanted to do what I call block planning, that we weren't just doing a set and then figuring out what to do when we got to the next set. We were planning it ahead of time. Uh, and the previous year, Ravnica block had been um, what I call the pie method, right? It had been, we took something and chopped it into three. Um, what I was interested in trying with Times Pro block was something where... Each set had a progression and a theme, but it, it fit as part of a larger puzzle. Uh, and so the idea was, oh, well, we're doing time. We're dividing to three parts. How do you divide time into three parts? Well, you do past, present, and future. Uh, and so that was the idea, that I would do the first set would be about the past. The second set would be about the present. I'll get to that in a second. That was a complicated one. And the third one would be about the future. Okay, so anyway, we're in the middle of time spiral. We're talking about the past. And one of the things I realized as we were talking was that nostalgia played a big role. Like, nostalgia ended up being a big part of what the block was about. Uh, it had kind of a time – the mechanics were time-themed. But we also uh, – uh, we really realized that nostalgia – like, one of the ways to say, how do I show you the past, it's by bringing up the past, um, and so in, um, in plain, uh, in plain shift, which was the middle set of, um, uh, invasion blockers, invasion, plain shift, apocalypse, uh, in plain shift, we had done this thing where, um, cards had art, but when we went to, f uh, foil, we got a new piece of art so that in foil, half the time it would appear with foil with the original art and half the time it had unique new art that you could only get in foil in packs in this thing. This is like pre-collector's edition, uh, collector's boosters. Um, and this is kind of the early, early, you've talked about like booster fun type stuff. This is one of the early times of us messing around. And so there were, uh, it was like Tongarth and the, uh, was it the Predator, which is the, the bad guy's ship. And there was one other card. But anyway, there were three – there were all three story-related things. Um, 
and or was it maybe it was Weatherlight and not the Predator? Actually, I think it is in Plane Shift. Must have been the Weatherlight. Anyway, we had done um, this cool thing where half the time the foil were something different, right? They were a different piece of art. So that inspired me. And so one day in the meeting, I said, okay, guys, what if uh, half the time, instead of getting a foil of a card in the set, what if you got a foil from the past? Uh, and the idea that I pitched was, what if just every once in a while, cool old cards showed up, you know? Uh, and I, I liked the idea that, you know, one of the, the, the big flavor that we were playing with was this temporal accident was grabbing things from the past and pulling them forward. That's why in the set, for example, uh, there's like Safi Eric's daughter, who was the, the person who said Akhan's run is Valurgoyf, who, uh, that were her, was her last words. What if we plucked her right before Valurgoyf got her and she showed up? So we were able to make a Safi Eric's daughter card and we, we made a Mishra card and we made, we made a bunch of characters from the past that we pulled forward and that the idea was time is sort of you know having because it's a there's like a temporal accident here it's grabbing things from throughout time so it'd be neat if in your booster pack what if it was just grabbing things from magic's past that was the idea um now at the time i i think i when i first pitch things sometimes if i'm not sure how they're received i tend to go go low i mean i i, I said okay so the way i originally pitched the time shifter sheet was i said okay imagine if whenever you get a foil half the time instead of the normal foil you would get a foil from the past and i think the idea is i'm like maybe we double the amount of foils so you still get the normal foils at the normal rate um so it, well, i wasn't trying to lessen the normal foils but i was saying hey some of the time in your pack this card from the past would show up uh and then as i got some reception i i was really worried when i first pitched it that people were like no and i'm like well it's just it's just an infrequent thing that happens it's kind of cool but you know and what i found was people were a lot more receptive to it um and so what happened was instead like Early on, it's like, oh, like, you know, half the time when you get a, when you get a foil. And then it's like, well, what if we did it every 10 packs? How about every five packs? How about every four packs? Every three? Every two? How about every pack? And so in the end, uh, that the idea that I was a little worried people would be nervous about, everybody got so excited that we ended up putting it one per pack. Okay. So the way it worked, for those that don't know, I'll tell you a little bit about collation here. Um, so when we make a sheet of magic, we literally print a whole bunch of cards on one sheet. Um, now, it depends. Different sheets are different sizes. Um, the sheets we were printing on at the time we did that were one, what we call 121, which means it was 11 by 11. If you imagine uh, 11 cards stacked on top of each other horizontally and vertically, uh, that, that's 121 cards. And so what happens is you print it, you print the fronts, you print the backs, and then they have a machine that chops them into, into the individual cards. Um, but that is how we print it. So when we are doing collation, one of the things we can do is we can choose for any slot in the booster, we can pick whatever sheet we want to pull it from. Now, normally in Magic, you're pulling from um, the land sheet, the common sheet, the uncommon sheet, the rare sheet, and sometimes there's more than one of those, um, and you are dropping those in slots. Um, so for this set, we wanted you to get a time-shifted card in every slot. So what we did is we had our own time-shifted sheet. Uh, and the time, that was 121. At least when we were printing, those were 121. So we got 121 cards on the sheet. 
Um, so what happened was we actually gave Aaron Forsyth, who was on the design team. So the, the design team was led by um, Brian Tinsman. Uh, I was on the team. Aaron was on the team. Uh, and I think Devin, Devin Lowe was uh, rounded up the team. Anyway, so Aaron got put in charge of the time shifted sheet. Um, now, early on, the original idea was that these, these just be cards from throughout Magic. And we were, gonna, we were putting all sorts of crazy things on the sheet. Um, and then what we found out was uh, one of the big issues that came up was um, how weird was it to have a card that came out of what we then called a standard legal booster that wasn't standard legal. Um, and so we ended up, so Aaron basically got put in charge of the sheet. So he would make, he would pick all the cards, make a choice of 121 and then come and show it to us uh, and show it, not just us, but other people and get notes and stuff. And then we give notes and he'd show it around and get other notes. And then he kept tweaking and Aaron was constantly, constantly tweaking it. Um, so anyway, early on, there was just crazy stuff on the sheet because it could be whatever. Um, and then we made the decision that, oh, well, if you actually think about it, you know, what if we made things that were, by putting them in the sheet, we made them standard legal. So then we, we decided, okay, well, let's make cards we're willing to have in standard. Because uh, that makes them also exciting in the sense that when you get them in your pack, not only can you play them here in limited, but, but you can play them also in constructed and standard. Um, so anyway, Aaron then had to change the sheet again. Aaron, the sheet went through, I, I have no about how many, how, how many iterations, but... Over 100. I mean, Aaron was constantly changing the sheet and fiddling with this and changing that. Um, one of the things that he was trying to do when making the sheet was we really wanted to show off kind of the breadth of what magic was. And so there were a lot of – we were trying to pull from all over the place. So it, it, they showed up from a lot of different sets from a lot of different times. Um, oh, the one rule was that all of the cards had to be in the old border. So this was after 8th edition. So uh, in 8th edition, magic came out. Uh, we had a border for quite a while, and then in 8th edition, we changed the border. The old border uh, was a little bit harder to read. Uh, it was like white uh, on... Now we have sort of the nameplates are flatter, and we have black on them. Um, the old ones were... They were very flavorful, but they weren't easy to read. They weren't very um, practical. They were hard to read from a distance, and... Um, but anyway, because we were doing the past, we decided we, we really wanted to show off... Um, the old frame. So the rule was everything had to be old frame. So it had to be from before eighth edition. Eighth edition and Mirrodin is where it started. And so um, uh, Mirrodin, Kamigawa block, uh, and then Ravnica, and then Time Stroll. So we, we were pulling from things that weren't from, from the last like three years. Um, anyway, so um, we made. You know, Aaron, the whole team really wanted it to be something that was kind of showed off the past, had some fun. Um, we purposely put a few cards on there, like there's a, a, a 1W for 1-2 called Squire, which is a bad card. And we thought it was kind of fire, f funny that like like sometimes you got a really amazing cards and sometimes you got Squire. Um, and so there was a lot of... It was really trying to show up the breadth of what Magic had been and all the cool things. And there were one of mechanics and it was just something that really... Who like the idea we wanted is the the cards were sort of fun and cool, but who who knew what was going to pop up? You know, like because um, we didn't. I don't think we shared the time spiral sheet right off the gate. We sort of let people. In fact, we didn't even tell people. Oh, so let me. I got to tell this story real quick. So what happened with uh, the time spiral sheet is um, an interesting story. So it was supposed to be secret. Um, 
we, in fact, had talked with the brand team and said, we think this is a cool part of the set, um, and we think there's enough exciting things to market that could we just keep the secret? Could we not tell people about the time-shifted sheet? Uh, and then when they show up for the pre-release, they'll find out. Uh, the problem was that some playtest cards got leaked. And one of the playtest cards where uh, the uh, cards have a card code, right? So, like, RG01 means rare green 01. You know, the first, the first card, first rare green card. Um, so one of the cards had a B in place of where you would see C for common or U for uncommon or R for um, rare. Uh, Mythic rare didn't exist yet for M. But um, anyway, so there was a B that was for bonus sheet. And so at the time, no one quite knew what to make of it. Um, but everyone sort of acknowledged it was weird because it wasn't one of our normal rarities and they didn't know what that meant. And then when we put out um, the announcement... Uh, somebody ac- accidentally listed the cards and, and uh, they listed the, the, the number of cards in the set. They listed the, um, the time shifter sheet. Now, the funny thing is we had not purposely counted them in the set for things like on Magic Online, you couldn't redeem them, right? So they, they were counted a little bit differently. But we, we missed that, so we accidentally put out the wrong number. Like we put, I think we, you know, 422 was the number with the sheet, and it was like 301 without the sheet. So we, we put out the number 422 and then said, oh, sorry, 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 we mean 301. But then the, the audience was like, wait, wait, what? Why, why would you accidentally say 422? And then they looked back at the, the, the B from the thing, and so there's this, there's this theory that they had on the websites, on the people that were speculating, that there was some mystery sheet because they figured out that the difference between 422 and 301 was 121, if I did my math right there. Um, anyway, the number we gave and the number, were, there was 121 difference. Uh, hopefully my numbers were 121 different. Um, so anyway, there was a lot of debate among the, crowd, the, the audience of whether or not this, this mystery sheet existed or not. Um, and so sadly at the pre-release, those in the know, oh, the other thing that happened was, um, when we had given out marketing images, um, a chroma ended up getting used in an ad. And so there was a TV ad where they used the chroma card. So they got the card from it, but the card from it had the expansion symbol. Remember the purple, I'll get you the purple expansion symbol in a second. But anyway, there was an ad that showed this chroma card and it clearly had an expansion, you know, had expansion symbol with a color you'd never seen before. So anyway, before, by the time we got to the release, those in the know that like were on the rumor sites kind of knew the time shift to see it existed. They didn't know what was on it, but they didn't know it was 121 cards. Um, now, a lot of people who didn't read the rumor sites didn't know that, so there was some surprises. But um, it's kind of funny that that got revealed in in a way we did not intend, and, and it got revealed like there's a whole bunch of things that happened. Like we accidentally shouldn't have released the right number and we actually should have used a chroma in the ad and there's all these things that like should have been caught that for weird reasons like the chroma thing is funny um the person that would have caught it on the brand team was sick the the other person was brand new and didn't realize it you know and like anyway there's a whole bunch of things that happened to make that come out i wrote a whole article by the way about if, if you're curious to hear about this whole story of how the audience figured it out and we did a few things to try to make it not quite as clear what we were doing. I did some tricky things to try to hide it a little bit. Um, anyway. Oh, so let's talk about the uh, expansion symbol on the time shifter sheet. So uh, originally we were thinking of having a completely different expansion symbol um, just to represent that. Because it was, it was 
Like when you redeemed a magic online, you didn't redeem the time shifter sheet. So I was like, oh, maybe we're supposed to have it different. But it was in the same booster pack. We thought that would be confusing. So we said, okay, we'll keep the same expansion symbol, but we'll give it a new rarity, if you will. Uh, and so we came up with the purple. So the funny thing is, we said, okay, what color should this expansion symbol be? Well, right now we have black for common, silver for uncommon, gold for rare. We're like, okay, well, what color should we make it? I'm like, well, let's stay away from magic colors. So we decided not to do white or blue or red or green. Uh, and that led us with um, yellow and purple and orange um, and brown, I think. Uh, brown just looked kind of ugly. It just didn't look good. And it was kind of hard to read brown, um, especially like versus something like black. It just read as dark. Um, yellow ended up being too close to gold, which was rare. So we couldn't use yellow. So it came down to either purple or orange. Uh, and I think we decided we just liked the way purple looked. Interestingly, uh, a couple years later, we had to do, uh, mythic rarity, uh, and we ended up using orange and mythic rarity. So, uh, the orange we didn't use, like when we ended up using purple for the, the time sheet and the orange got, ended up getting saved interestingly and ended up getting used in mythic rare. Okay. So. Um, we made the sheet, uh, Aaron spent infinite time and we tweaked it. Uh, it came out. Oh, and so the way we did it was it was one per booster. So every booster had one time shifted sheet. Um, and the way it was done in time spiral was it was separate. So you got your normal rare, uh, you got your commons, your uncommons, your normal rare. And then, um, this is before Mythic Rare, uh, and then uh, you got a time shifted sheet, and your time shifted card could be common, could be uncommon, could be rare. We, um, uh, they all had a purple symbol, so there, there was no differential there. But um, as far as getting the card that once was a, like a, a rare, you could get a card that had previously only been a rare card in, in that slot. So it let you get sort of two rares. Okay, so... We we do this, so that was pretty clean. the the, the time spiral, the time shifted sheet and time spiral was a pretty clean, simple idea. Um, I mean, it was the first time we'd really done anything like that, so it definitely was kind of innovative for its time. Um, but it was very straightforward. Okay, it's a, it's a set about the past. Ooh, what if every what if every pack just had a card from the past using an old card frame stuff? So that that was very simple. So we didn't know that we were going to do a time shifted sheet in Planar Chaos to Future Sight. In fact, the original idea was it was a time spiral thing. It's about the past. We're moving away from the past. Okay. Um, but we had gotten so fond of the time sp- the time shifted sheet, like it was it was just so much fun. We had a lot of fun with it that it just we thought about it. So I. Um, Bill Rose was the lead designer for uh, Planner Chaos, and I was the lead designer for Future Sight. I saved Future Sight for myself because I knew it was the most complicated one um, because making a set of things that don't exist but could exist was just a very complicated theme. Um, so what happened was um, I came up with the idea. We, we weren't planning to do a time shift sheet in either Planner Chaos or Future Sight, but then one day while thinking about things, I came up with the idea of what we ended up calling preprints, uh, or future shifted cards. I said, what if, you know, the cards, the cards from in Time Spiral were from the past? What if we had cards from the future? What if, you know, what if we did the same thing we had done in Time Spiral, but backwards? Now, the fun thing about this was, well, cards from the future, like, the future doesn't exist. So we were making cards. So what we said was cards from a potential future. 
Um, although I will admit, we have gone out of our way to try to, whenever we can, to actually print cards from the future shift receipt. So, hey, it appeared for the first time in this set and then was pre-printed back in future sight. Um, and so we, anyway, we, I decided that I wanted to do that. I thought that was a cool idea. Um, so once I decided that future sight should have a, a time shift sheet, okay, well then planar chaos needed one, what I call the rule of three. Um, if the first and third expansion do something, people expect the second. They, they expect kind of, if you do it on two of them, they expect in three of them. The only uh, exception is if something gets introduced in the second set, then it could be in the second, third set and not in the first set. That, that's the only time when people don't get grumbly about the, the, the rule of, th- the rule of three. Uh, this is back when we did blocks. Um, Okay, so we spent a lot of time trying to think about how, how do you do the time sheet? Like, what do we do? Uh, and then the funny thing is when I first tried to get uh, Bill on board, I, I wanted him to lead. Bill didn't understand because it, it, like, it was a set about the present. Well, isn't every set about the present? I'm like, well, it's about alternate present, right? It's about what if it's the present, but it's an alternate reality. What if magic was different? Uh, and so Bill just didn't understand this concept. So I made some cards. Uh, like I made a, it's a black wrath of God. Uh, and the card that really got to Bill was I made a white memory lapse. So the card memory lapse from, from, um, Homelands, but in white. I'm like, white's about delaying. So the, the idea I said to Bill is there's a lot of things that have, have, have been done some way, but you could imagine we, you know, what if Wrath of God had just been a black card instead of a white card? That makes sense. Black's about creature killing. What if, you know, white's about delaying? What if, what if memory lapse had been a white card? Now, Bill, interestingly, had made memory lapse. Bill had designed it. It was originally in Mirage. And then Bill came to Wizards to do an interview um, for the job that he ended up getting. And while he was there, they had him sit in on a Homeland development meeting. And they ended up making a hole, a blue hole. And so Bill recommended that, well, here's a card from Mirage you guys can use. And he gave them Memory Lapse. So Memory Lapse was Bill's card. So anyway, when I said white Memory Lapse, like, it just made Bill click. He's like, I got it. White Memory Lapse. Like, that's a cool thing. Here are things as they could have been. So the idea of cards that you know but color shifted had been part of the topic from the very beginning. Um, and then at one point we were, just, we were racking our brains trying to understand how to make a time shifter sheet. And then I think it was Mark Gottlieb that made the suggestion of, well, what if the time shifter sheet are just the cards, the time, the actually shifted in colored cards, you know, the memory lapse, or the memory lapse didn't end up making, the white memory lapse didn't end up making instead. But, but obviously the black wrath of God became damnation and that did. Um, what if those were the time shifted cards, the ones that were specifically cards you knew, but color shifted. And that seemed really cool. So we did is because we knew that they, uh, because the rest of the set had the normal frames of the current eighth edition frames. And we, in the time shifted sheet in time spiral, we used the, um, old frames, the, pre, the pre-8th edition frames, we said, okay, well, let's make, what if the 8th edition frames had just been different? So we sort of, I sat with the designers and they took a couple takes on it and I, I, we had a lot of notes back and forth and we ended up coming with what I was sort of a, like a what if. What if 8th edition frames had just ended up a little bit differently? And that's what we ended up using for the time shifted, the color shifted sheets uh, cards. Um, and, and that ended up being very straightforward because we had wanted to do a bunch of color shifting just because it was, it was a fun thing to do. Oh, and the other thing we did is each of the cards was, was creatively uh, 
designed, it was named, and the art was done as if it was a card from the very set that the original appeared in. So if you go look at the art, uh, the art of every card was taken as if that happened in the same set, just a different, you know, it had been a different color. Um, so all the creative was matching where the card originally came from. Um, anyway, we had a lot of fun with that. And um, because these time shifted cards were new, like the time shifted cards in Time Spiral were all reprint, re- repeats. So we gave you one per pack. We decided that one per pack, like we had, a, we had a, I think we had 45 um, time shifted, color shifted cards in Planar Chaos. Um, and if we'd given you one per pack, that would have made them, like, I think the cards in Time Spiral were two times as rare as a rare, is how it ended up playing out. Um, and so that would be a little bit too rare. I mean, Mythic Rare wasn't even a rarity yet. Uh, and so we decided instead of giving you one card, we would give you four. So you had three commons, and then you had one slot that was either uncommon or rare. And like, I forget the, the drop rate, but like three out of four was uncommon and one out of four was rare, or maybe two out of three was something around there. So we, we made it so it matched it. So the, 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 the rarity between uncommon, I think uncommon to rare is one to three. So I think we did three than one is my guess, but that is me guessing. Um, but anyway, so we, we made that frame. We put it in. Um, in Planar Chaos, you could open up your normal rare and your uncommon slash rare color shifted slot could also be a rare. So you could open up two rares. Um, okay, which leads us to Future Sight. So Future Sight, one of the things that was fun for Future Sight is, A, we once again went to the card frame people. We said, okay, we're not doing like the the color shifted frame was, you know, an alternate reality version of the 8th edition frame. But now we said, okay, let's imagine we're just... So a bunch of the things we did were things that... Uh, I suggested because they were some stuff that we talked about. Well, if magic was done all over again, we might have done it this way. So we moved where the mana system, where the mana was, so you could fan your cards and see it. And we did it so that the color came first because that's how people wanted to talk about it. Uh, And we put a code that was a visual code to tell you what card type it was. So we did a bunch of things. We sort of like re-envisioned and like maybe in the future, you know, this kind of stuff gets incorporated. So we made a special futuristic frame. Um, and then what we did for the creative on the future shifted cards is each one, the creative team thought of places we might go. So just like we were making mechanics that one day we might do, the creative team was coming up with, with worlds that one day we might do. Um, and so if you ever look at future site, there's a lot of kind of hinting at the kind of places we might be, um, you know, like, uh, we definitely tease, like, maybe we do a mytho- a Greek mythology set. So some of the stuff we did came to pass. Um, some of the stuff we, we hinted at didn't. M- much like the mechanics, some came to pass and some didn't. Uh, the same is true with the creative. Um, but, oh, and, and one of the things that's really interesting, one of the cards, um, it was a direct damage spell. What was it called? It was, um, it's, uh... It's a it's a direct damage spell that's colorless. Uh, I'm blanking on the name of it. You guys will know the name of it. Um, on it, uh, not only was the art hinting at the future, but the flavor text was also hinting at things that didn't exist yet. That that flavor text mentions uh, uh, mentions. Um, oh, blink! I'm blinking this. Uh, the dragon from um, Tarkir. Uh, Ugin. It mentions Ugin for the first time. Uh, and so 
Ugin, like, wasn't even a thing yet. Like, we just made this sort of oblique reference to Ugin, and, like, uh, I joke that there's few cards that have inspired as much creative as that one piece of flavor text um, on, on the card. Uh, like, Ugin wasn't even a character, and, like, we mentioned Ugin. Like, who's Ugin? Uh, and that inspired all sorts of stuff. But anyway, so we really had fun. Um, one of the things that I had done was I was planning to keyword some cards. So in Future Sight, we ended up keywording uh, Lifelink and Death Touch and Reach and Shroud. Shroud would later become Hexproof. Um, but anyway, we put those on future cards so you could see the cards from the future that mentioned these things that had never been keyworded before. And the very next set, we keyworded them. Um, we also made reference of... Uh, there were ones that made, like, there was a cycle of cards that made reference to cards that existed, but the white one referenced a card that had not existed yet. That was pulled from the future. Um, we, anyway, we definitely sort of had a lot of fun uh, of teasing things that, like, I thought maybe one day we would do. Uh, and there were a whole bunch of mechanics. Um, some of them have went on to become mechanics. Like, uh, an early version of Chroma was there, which later became Devotion. Uh, Delve was on there for the first time. Um, anyway, so there was definitely a bunch of things that, you know, we, we hinted at mechanics and some of those mechanics we've, we've used, uh, and some of those cards we've used anyway. Uh, so future, the future site shifted, future shifted sheet, there's 81 cards on it. So we ended up doing there was we made a system where you got a randomized amount of them. So I think you got between like five and 10 in your pack uh, of mixed rarities. Um, so future site, interestingly, you couldn't. Like, you only got one rare slot, and the rare slot could or couldn't be a time shifter card, but there only was ever one rare slot. So, uh, a, a fine trivia question is, um, in Time Spiral, what sets could you pull two rares from, not counting foils? And the answer was, Time Spiral and Planar Chaos you could, but not Future Sight. Um, just in the way we, we, did, we dropped things. Um, but anyway, once again, because... Uh, so much of the, there are 81 cards and they were cards you'd never seen before and they were very much, we knew the future shift of cards were a very big, exciting part of the set. Um, we wanted to give you more of them. So, um, like Time Spiral, the past was kind of like a little bit of like, you know, a little flavoring. So we didn't need, one per pack was fine. Uh, and then and the color shifter stuff, there's a little more, so we gave you more. And then Future Sight was very much the center of what was going on. So we gave you a, a lot more. Um, but anyway, um, it's funny because when looking back, like, um, it was it was a very exciting, like, nowadays, if you look at a lot of the stuff we do, like, it, it's interesting to me as, like, a magic historian looking back in the past and seeing us trying things for the first time and then being successful. And then it becomes a well that we can go to and try different things with. And so um, the idea of a bonus sheet that, that, that now might, might seem kind of quaint uh, at the time was, was a new thing. So that, my friends... Uh, is the full story, or at least 30 minutes worth of it, uh, of the t- of the time shifted sheets from Time Spiral Block. So anyway, I hope this was interesting to you. Um, it was fun to reminisce. But I see my desk. So we all know what that means. It means this is the end of my drive to work. So instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. Hope you guys had fun uh, today, uh, tiptoeing through the past. And uh, if Time Spiral sounds fun, Time Spiral Mastered is coming your way soon. So you might enjoy that. Anyway, I got to go. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.